Ladies and gentlemen, it's on like Voltron once again with crazy funny Asians, miscellaneous Brown, a.k.a. Eric Esteban is right here with you again. This Friday, we have the Chris Rock of Asian comedy. They call this bitch Chris Walk. You know what I'm saying? Chris Walk. You see the play on words there? Because he's, he's sharp. He's funny. I met this cat on the Crazy Woke Asians video, music video set. Yep. And I wanted to have him on the podcast because he's a funny dude and he's a cool cat. And I just wanted to rap with him on Crazy Funny Asians. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tony Vin. What's up? What's, What's up, miscellaneous brown people? <laughs> What's up, man? Double E. Yo, Tony, What's man. On, that was, the, I mean, it's fun. Like that, that, that when we met yeah, at, yeah, at that yeah. crazy book, yeah, it was, it, we met. yeah, that was where we met, but it was a trip because it was all these, like straight up all these really funny Asian American stand up comics. Yeah. Well, except for Andy Van. No, I'm kidding. Well, yeah, no, a- Andy <laughs> Van, no, a- Andy Van is already banned from this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. Shout out to Andy Van. Andy Van is funny as hell. Yeah, yeah, He'll yeah. take his shirt off no matter what you need, exactly. whatever you need. He's, he's the best. He's like no, I, I need man. to get Andy Van on this show. He's yeah, like the Asian Chris yeah, Farley. He straight up is. He will that straight up do any. Thing. Can I cuss on this? I'm sorry. You can cuss. That you can say what the fuck whore. you want, bro. <laughs> this is raw. This is, but basically, Crazy Funny Agents is a, is a raw underground story. It's like the in between the IMDb lines, in between yeah. like the website lines, like all the shit that you can't put in a bio. Right. You know, like those little stories that like made you who you are right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. The person that brought you to this, or the, 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 the events in life that brought you to this spot where you're like, Right here, I'm standing. I can do stand up comedy, and I'm and I'm here and I'm producing. You were right. I, I saw that you were writing a film. You just finished writing and producing a film. And yeah, like, I'm, I've been writing some stuff. Dude, see stuff. this guy. This guy's a mogul. <laughs> Try no, but you know that in, in a lot of ways that's the stand up comedy game. It is. It really is because you if if you can, you hustle your stand up comedy and your story. Yeah, and then. Maybe you can get those stories and your writings into something else that might be something else. You well, know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like you know you 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 can't uh, you you can't uh, what am I trying to say? Well, you, you can't rely on no. whether someone's no. producing all this stuff. But what you can do is constantly write or generate content or just be prepared and do all that stuff uh, in case something happens. You know, like, uh, or someone throws something at you, you got to have the goods, you know? So many times I talk to comics and they, oh, I want to do stand-up, I want to do this, like new comics, I want to do that. I was like, all right, well, go write something. Go write three minutes. That's all you got to do, three minutes. Don't even have to write three minutes. Just go write five jokes. Because you can <laughs> you can go up to any mic and I'd rather see a comic do one minute of good joke. Good jokes. Then three minutes of, uh, I didn't really write anything, but uh, this is my first time. Okay, blah, blah, I'm, blah. I'm, yeah. this is a pet peeve of mine as a yeah. stand-up. I'm asking you, and this is just me, yeah. okay? And I've yeah. never done this. I would never do Even at open mics, I would yeah. never do this. Yeah. The Looking at the notes. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, you can't do that? I can't. I, I can't. You're a, only, ta- you're a different talent, though, okay? I know, I, I know. I just. You are quick on your feet. And I know this. Even though I met you one time, you're yeah. quick on your feet. You're just like naturally funny. I'm more kind of a, I have to write my stuff. No, and I'm not saying that I don't write. Yeah, I write. Yeah, but I have to like, I have to like picture out and see it. And sometimes my process is I write too much 
and I go up on stage and I have to like whittle it down. No, right? that's my and same that, exact that's problem. No, that's the same exact problem because I'll try yeah. to, and then if I in my in my brain because yeah. as I'm you know yeah. memorizing this big chunk of what I wrote. Yeah in my brain as I'm editing and I forget stuff then it takes me out of my performance and I'm like oh I can't do this let me just rip this because I know how to say it let me just fucking say it you know what I mean but but that's where I think I differ because I can't remember shit really (laughs) (laughs) I go up there and I'm like if I don't have I've I've done better but in the past Mm -hmm. I I brought notes one time but this is what kind of fixed no it's not like I'm not it's not I just it's just weird to me yeah because I you should have if you can do it without notes people you should no because for for me every performance every performance is a performance you know like and so you have to be present and you can't do that when you're just looking at a sheet of paper well but I started out as an actor right so you always you off book at the audition yeah right yeah yeah so that's that's how I roll when when it goes to everything well one of the first times I did stand up I (laughs) I went up there with Three sheets of paper. Oh, yes. Thinking, and I had three minutes. And Wait. I'm thinking, oh, these are all I, great. Let's I have a so dissertation well. here for y'all. <laughs> I literally wrote three sheets. I brought it up. I was so happy. And two jokes in. I just heard from the back of the mic, like some older comics. They had like a second mic. They're like, get off the stage with your stupid notes. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. What are you reading? Your, you know what I mean? And I literally just like, I waited like, I remember waiting 45 minutes to get on stage and I went up with my notes and but that taught me it's like alright I can't now that I've done it in a while I, I bring my notes up sometimes no no but, and sometimes you just want to remember because yeah, I'll do I'll put stuff on, on the iPad yeah. where I'll have yeah. I, I, and I'll have the notes up and I'll be like oh yeah. okay I, I remember I have to reference. talk about this shit okay. I, don't, I don't do that Janine Garofalo shit where I'm like literally does she, does she read really I, I'm, yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen that was her thing she reads wow well, I mean, everybody's From, got their thing, I guess. During real shows, she'll like read her notes. Real like, show, huh? And that's a lot of like a lot of a lot of hipster comics kind of do that, like you know, anything's yeah. fair game. And so, I mean, anything's fair game, I guess. At, but here, at the end of the day, it depends on what kind of product you want out, and a, a good because that's it. A good stand-up has to have a good material, right? And B, they have to be present for the audience. And perform your shit. And there's a lot of comedy now where they don't really perform shit. They're just they're just talking. It's conversation. It's basically taking what we're talking, the way we're talking on our, our this podcast. A right podcast, now. but it's not even. But at least this is even funny. This yeah. is entertaining. Yeah, our banter is is delicious. Yeah, it's okay. delicious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but, but it's this medium. Yeah, no, but 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 seeing but seeing the like. I remember when I first started doing open mics, right? And I'm and I'm doing comedy and I'm watching these other cats. And I'm like, these they don't even know how to stand on stage. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like I would have like my homie Gumbo, who I do shows with, I produce shows with. Mm-hmm. My homie Jeremy Gumbo Christian. He'll probably be the first guest of the Miscellaneous Brown podcast coming soon. But anyway. <laughs> Because I'm trying to franchise this bitch out, guys. <laughs> I'm fran- two podcasts a week because I ain't got this shit is else. crazy, funny Asians, this but is... Miscellaneous Brown's going to be a different podcast? Correct. I'm going to have another I'm one. I'm here for the wrong podcast. You're, you're, no, you're here for all of it. <laughs> you're here for all of it. Come on, you're going to be back it's for Miss. Empire here. Yeah, no, 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 because, no, because what I'd love to do, because Crazy Funny Asians is for us. Yeah. You know, it's for us. Yeah. Strictly for us. Yeah. Like Crazy Woke Asians is for us. Yeah. Crazy Funny Asians, the, li- the live comedy show. Right. I try to keep it as... You know, I'll have my tokens sometimes just because, you know, like you got to have your token black dude, your yeah, token yeah. white guy, yeah. just because they're funny as hell and you yeah. just want to acknowledge that. I'm yeah. fine with that. But um, 
this is for us. Okay. You know, this is this hey, is yeah. for the this is for the young Vietnamese kid or we the young Filipino kid who's like, man, I wonder what to do about stand up comedy. Yeah. We're not on TV. <laughs> no, no, but for real, because we are a little bit now, right? It's a it's little. starting to come, and like we because we talk about it a lot here. Like I feel like it's it's a different time, right? Can, like Joe's playing the, the Joe's playing the forum in February. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Right? Yeah. Even he said on the, because th- I, I retweeted his tweet and I said Trailblazer. And then he liked it because I don't, I've never dude, met Joe. Dude, he's good at liking it. Yeah. He, he's good at that. He's, well, that's part of how he blew up, right? His social media. I follow his, his, his lead on that shit yeah. because, I mean, that's really, because you have him? to build. No, I've never met him yet. Nice to do, man. Yeah. I, I, how, what, what, how, you did a show with him, did you? I, I, years ago. Years ago. Years ago. So when you were still I, both hustling then, yeah? Both hustling, but he was already a headliner. He was okay, a headliner. yeah, okay. He came through, and I think I did a guest spot or something. Okay, but okay. We, it was, it, you know, I, the guest spot, I think, just was okay, but he uh, he was a lot, he was cool off stage. He was like, right, right, right. Just, just a friend. I was a, I was a nobody in the middle of, I'm from Kansas City, in the middle of Kansas, nobody, and he freaking treated me like, you know. So you were in like, Kansas City still? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And That's he, awesome. He came through at the improv and he just treated me and like so the other comics were just watching like we were like his brothers, you know? Yeah. He was like, hey, let me make a grilled cheese for you. He went back into the kitchen and he was like, I make the best grilled cheese. And he just made a grilled cheese sandwich for all of us. And I was just like, that dude's just cool. And I know he's good with like bringing like Yo, he's, I mean, he's been, show, he's shown up, he's shown yeah. up to, like, Filipino as fuck. It, oh, has and he? Yeah, yeah. He, he's shown up to um, Nathan Mosher, who yeah. was on the show uh, recently. Yeah. Um, he shows up to his poetry shows yeah. and stuff. Like, he just shows up. He's, he's, he's good with the community. So, yeah. you know, like, you need to be on Miscellaneous Brown's Karaoke Comedy Spectacular. But, I'll, you know, if Joe, you're listening, <laughs> you know, you could be on the show, too, for yeah, sure. Come on, Joe. No, but Joe, Joe can sing, too. I know he can. Yeah, no, but, but, but I'm saying, like, you, yeah. you need to be on that show. All right. Because. What, do people actually sing on that, too? Bro, you have to. Oh, you have to? Andy, yeah. Comedy and singing? Yes, that's the oh, show. Boy. You you do you do um eight minutes to ten minutes yeah. of you do ten minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> no, but you do ten minutes of comedy and then you do a, 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 a karaoke song of your choice. Oh damn. And oh, yeah, we we're celebrating the year anniversary. Should have probably have passed already with this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we celebrated the year anniversary in October. Yeah, congrats, man. Yeah, it's a trip. It's a trip because I'm trying we I'm doing a show in Chicago. I just did a show in Chicago. I'm talking in past tense okay. because yeah, yeah. I'm doing well, well, it. My now. boys, Pratik and Jerry Tran, funny dudes. Dude, hustlers. You know, hustlers. Yeah. And no, I well, I know Pratik. I did my, my in my stand up debut in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, what Pratik was there, so I reached yeah. out to him on Facebook and I said, "Listen, I rented out a theater space on October 5th. Yeah. Can you just give me a lineup yeah. of you know like." Five or six comics, yeah. you know, whatever, just just a few, because I'm gonna do the chunk because I want to film my special yeah, in, at yeah. home. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, I, I got you, I got you." Yeah. And then, so <laughs> I, I look at this article a week before the show, and it's the eight top Asian uh, North Asian American comics you want to see, 
right? Yeah. And three of them motherfuckers were on the list that were on my show. Critique, uh, Jerry Tran, yeah. and uh, Sandy Lee. Sandy Shout out Lee. to all of them. Okay. I can't wait. I know y'all have done great. I'm, I got to yeah. speak in past tense, but we'll, we'll, and we'll figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. Where, I mean, I'll just update this. I don't give a Pr- fuck. Critique wrote that list. Critique wrote that. I'm, it was a Voyage LA list. I just don't. I'm not familiar with the. No, it was a Cold Tea Collective. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So no, I, I don't know Sandy Lee. I'm sure she's funny. Critique uh, recommended her, but him and Jerry Tran, they're 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 good people too. They're good people. See, and that's first. that's that's the comedy. first thing. Yeah, because I met I met Pratique on the very first show I did. I was headlining the uh, Chicago Comedy Festival, my one man show. Yeah. And it was um, an Asian American Chicago comedy festival with Pratik was on the show, uh, and then uh, Jenny Yang. Jenny Yang was there. You were on that one show. I was okay. on that show, oh, yeah. and she they they flew Jenny Yang in, and she headlined the one, the first night, yeah. and then I headlined the Sunday. Okay. And it was a trip because it was the first time I ever did stand up, ever. What? Yeah. You were headlining. Yeah, because because what? my homie because my homie Lockie Siop. Yeah. Okay, he <laughs> he. Um, was like, man, I loved your one man show. It's really funny, but it's more like stand up than it is the acting. The acting. Did I mean, you, it, you intended it to be like acting, like. Well, no. I mean, there was just a lot of jokes in it. Yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. So and, I, and I'm always fun. Yeah. I like to be funny. Yeah, you know. Funny. So, but 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 at the same time, there were some dramatic parts in it, like where yeah. you know where I get beat up in grammar school and shit. Yeah. And, and I've turned those now. I've turned those kind of funny even now. Punched it up a but, little. But but um. He said, take those, those dramatic parts out and just do the funny shit. Oh, and I was like, all right, cool. I'll, yeah. I'll try it. How, how many minutes do you have to do? Uh, 40. Really? Yeah. But my show was already, my, my show was already uh, 45 minutes. So you just basically did your show without the dramatic parts. And then I put in new jokes. Yeah, so you knew the material. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, 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 and then I also put in new jokes and I... Tried doing crowd work because I figured that's what stand ups do. So I just tried. <laughs> you tried on your first time. Yeah. How'd it go? It was great. Really? Yeah. How long ago was this? This was four years ago. You never did stand up. Stand up. No. Uh, what? No, but see, but that's what we talked about earlier, right? Yeah. Like I started out in acting uh-huh. in '97, and I did my first professional play in 1997, and I like the Goodman, Steppenwolf, yeah. Ford Theater out here, wow. East West out here, wow. like I acted right yeah yeah so like when my homie gumbo who's going to be on this show at cbs sidetrack because we're talking about the miscellaneous brown yeah um you know the 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 new the new show mm-hmm. but when we're talking about that um gumbo would always come up to me after the shows and he like i remember after uh, after the comedy store I, I said very calmly i'm like i just want to acknowledge that this is my debut here at the main stage in the comedy store, and everybody gave me a little, you know, a little yeah. ovation. And then he came, and then when I came off stage, he said, "Bitch, that's your first time at the comedy store for oh, real. Man. How the fuck are you so calm?" And I'm like, "Because I mean, when you have to, when you're, you have the experience, you have everything. When you're in fucking yeah. tights yeah. and doing Romeo <laughs> and Juliet for high school kids, yeah. and the bitches are like, don't drink the poison, she like you, and you got to fucking remember yeah. your lines.' Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, and now you're doing fun." Bunch of drunk people who give the shit, right? Yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah. drunk people ain't hard. That's easy. Yeah. That's easy. Like That's doing amazing. doing AIDS educational theater for um, oh. you, you know grammar school kids and high school kids in the nineties. Yeah. That shit's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, but but magic. but yeah, no. So stand up. Not not to say that stand up comes easy to me, but 
that part of stand up yeah. comes easy to me. The performance part of it, yeah. like I'm not afraid. So when all. you when you did that after that, because mm-hmm. I'm sure in your theater shows you got laughs, but then it was a different kind of laugh. It's probably like, sure, I'm yeah. Watching it was a, just, I'm watching a play. a play. Yeah, it's a play. It's different. Yeah. So, I'm supposed to laugh here so and then clap get, a little bit. Did you get a hook? Oh, I want to do more stand up. Like bro, it was. Hold on, let me. Let me. Bro. I, I remember I posted, uh, I, I remember the exact thing because I posted it on Facebook, right? Because I use Facebook to write jokes. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if I get responses on Facebook, yeah. I'll like, yeah. I'll, okay, I'm going to try this on stage and see. Right. But I remember um, the night after Jenny went up and I just hosted. Because uh-huh. Lockie said, so you're headline tonight and then you'll host. The next one. The, no, you host the first first night, oh, and right. you'll you'll headline the next night. Yeah. So I was I was hosting on Saturday night. Were you more nervous hosting because? Yeah. Because you weren't because you had to basically. Well, because it was Peter Kim. Yeah. It, I can't remember there was a even Eva Eva. Eva, I can't remember her last name, but Filipina, really funny Filipina comic, mm-hmm. and then Jenny Yang, and I'm like, damn, these all oh, these fucking and Pratik. Yeah. So they're all like seasoned yeah. ass, yeah, like seasoned. good stand-up comics, and here I am. You don't, you don't have the comfort of your whole set. I don't have a set. You, you basically like, all right. I don't I have do a set. Stories, I'm do gonna anything. host, gotta, and the last time I hosted was like, right here. It was like yeah. I'm just gonna rock it out and see what the fuck happens, and so that's what I did. I just, and and I made some jokes off the cuff and did a little bit of the crowd work that right. I then again practice again the night the next night, yeah. and. And I wrote on Facebook, I said, I have spent, what is it? At that point, it was like 15 years auditioning and searching for the right role. Yeah. And tonight, I'm perfectly cast. You found it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was a totally different thing. And like, we, when, when I talk about, when I talk about, um, you know, because we talk about on this podcast, like, where we came from, how we started, like, mm-hmm. what, what was it that, like, made... Lil Tony in Kansas City be like, let me grab this mic. Let me, let me start doing dude. this shit. <laughs> well, I think it's, oh man, I think it's, A, well, first of all, A, like my dad was always telling jokes, right? He's a mm-hmm. funny dude, loved watching Letterman, grew up watching Three Stooges, Benny Hill. Like we dad, watched the same shit, yeah, homie. Yeah, we had yeah, the yeah, same yeah. humor, man. But it was all like, and and we shit, both right? are inspired by our dads because yeah, both yeah. our dads are, my, my dad's funny as fuck. My, my dad, he, he has like, has material mm-hmm. and they bring out like dinner parties and all that stuff mm-hmm. yeah I tell these jokes one time he told uh, like a few years ago like my brother my brother's wife her family came over for like Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever and my dad tells tells a joke or whatever uh-huh. so then the next year they come over and her dad tells my dad's joke before my dad. Somebody, like, somebody, Carlos Mencia, your dad's joke. And my dad's just staring at, at my my sister in law's dad as, as, as he just basically told my dad's joke. So it's it kind of like that, you know. So my dad had material, basically, you know. Yo, dad stared down. Oh man, in the club, this shit would go down, you know. <laughs> For real, yeah. at the comedy club, it'd be yeah. like, "Bitch, that's my <laughs> joke." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, I think my dad was like, I, t- I tell it better than him. He doesn't know how to say it. You know? It's a, it's a, so, but, how do you feel about that? What, stealing? Yeah. Oh, fuck. No, you can't. No, 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 no. But I mean, like, but I mean, like, if someone were to steal your jokes and you. People have stolen jokes. 
Yeah, uh, for real? Yeah. There's a there's a there's a couple of dudes out now that have stolen like legitimately stole the jokes because I have a lot of jokes that are like you know similar premises especially Asian you ever done, well no and that's you know the thing, like Asian uh, show no but like, for real that's why I kind of avoid yeah. watching Joe because not, or and then sometimes I'll like yeah. watch Joe if I'm like really writing writing yeah. I don't I want to make sure that this seems so well, so familiar that I I feel like he may have said that before yeah. so I don't want to you know you, you got you got you kind of have to you have to you kind of because like I mean Joe's last special was fucking killer right. Coming in hot. But I have like a bit on like making rice too, you know, with the finger. With the finger. And so I was like, I got to throw that out. Well, no, that's too. Yo, see, all I ever do is whenever I, whenever somebody takes a bit of mine, when it comes to Filipino shit, then I just sprinkle superpowers on it. You gotta do that. Sometimes. So so I just turn it into a Superman. Well, it's, it's, like like yeah. like because um, me and Mary Grant were on the thing and we were yeah. talking about his joke with the with the finger with yeah, the yeah. measure right. Yeah. And then I just said, what if it was a superhero and his superpower was as soon as it was the right measure. The rice was cooked. Ah, there you go. See, there but I just, but yeah, <laughs> you, but, but you gotta add your own little yeah, thing to do, it. It's tricky, you know, especially yeah, because I did an Asian show one time and mm-hmm. it was like the last comic up, and by the time I got up, I was like, God damn, these are. It's not like I had the exact same jokes, but they were similar enough. Like you know, yeah, no, have, no, I feel parents like... wanted us to be something more and all that. Right, stuff. right, right. And I went up there. I was like, well, I guess you guys are tired of hearing Asian jokes. I'm going to just do dick jokes, whatever. And I did because it's like, luckily I had had all these other jokes. Right, well, l- lucky you had your bag of dick jokes. Like, I remember when I started out, like, because Joe, one of the bits he had famous was that uh, he had like some orange chicken bit mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that, and he had. Some, they were made by Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Was like you know I have a you know I grew up around Chinese or restaurants too that have Mexican employees and mm-hmm. I have a bit like that. Right. But I, I and I even asked him. I go, I go, can I do this? Because it's like yours. He goes ah. He goes I don't know. It's up to you. You know. And so I was just like, mine is completely different. It's probably sure. Probably funny as his. He acts out. Sure. His, and mine's just more like one line. And I was like, you know what? I think it's safe. Right. The rice finger joke thing, I was just like, I can't do that. You know, it's like he made it iconic in the his thing. If, yeah. If you have a no. better way to do it, then you got to do it. No, and, no, no, no. I, I, I mean, when we were talking funny. about it in a conversation where we were yeah. like, oh, we could add yeah. this, but that, other Maybe, than that, yeah. you could yes and that bitch, but yeah. that's all you can do. Then, like, <laughs> this is where it's tricky. It's like, I have like a couple other jokes that that are kind of a slim, similar premise, not even Asian jokes. Mm-hmm. To, and then so I, I know a couple other Asians that have similar jokes. Mm-hmm. And then I got to say in my head, I got to go, well, if we were just like white dudes, white comics, people wouldn't even think. Because every white comic has weed jokes, tender jokes, premise, topic, topic. I only say premise, topic, similar. Yeah. I have a similar topic to a couple other, but then I'm like, under the microscope of me being Asian, are they going to be like, oh, well, he, he saw another Asian comic and he copied that. So it's like constantly this battle. Oh, like, it's a weird thing yeah. because especially especially when it comes to lineups too and you're like, yeah. you're the only Asian comic. So for me, I kind of said, that's part of this podcast. Yeah. That's part of my shows. Yeah. That's part of all of it. Yeah. I just said, fuck the whole thing. And just like, I'm just going to produce all my own do, shit. Yeah. You, gotta do you know? And, and like you said, I, I try not to watch any Asian comics anymore. And I'm, it's, it's, it's hard because some of them are my friends. Well, no, like, and, and I wanted to watch Joe's most recent one yeah. I just I've avoided it only because like every time I watch Joe I have to like take a, a joke off of my notepad yeah you know what I'm yeah. saying like because because Joe and I we grew up 
the same. Not, you know, like you know. I mean, we have we have a yeah. Filipino American upbringing, yeah. right? So our, our our cultures are very similar, and yeah. and 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 especially now because he's even more like identifying as yeah. like he's doing those Tagalog things on Thursdays yeah. and all that. So it's it's not it, it, for me now. It's not even just a, it's more of a professional courtesy to watch him so that I don't joke about the same shit. Yeah, but at the same, at the same time, time, it's who you are, and I'm a different. Like I try to take my comedy to a a place where yeah. you could go ahead and say my jokes word for word, but I know very well yeah. that you're not gonna perform it the way I do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it just you're not because I'm gonna right. bust in three or four different characters yeah. as I'm telling the joke. Yeah, and if you can do that, yeah, try because I've been acting for twenty years yeah. and I've been doing that shit. I think there are, I think the industry kind of police itself and there's sometimes when you see people go like oh man he took that joke and you look at it and he's like man that's they it's it's just you know okay everybody has a tinder joke everybody has oh no i have a tinder joke everybody because tinder is something because tinder is something that everybody either participates in or wonders about because me as a old as a old man as a single old man married with kids i i wonder about man i could have been like how much did i how much could (laughs) But then, there, but then there are jokes that you're like, dude, that dude ripped it up. I'll tell you, I'll take it further. One time I was at an open mic. Mm. And I was in Austin, Texas. I was in Austin, Texas. And this dude, little, this young young kid coming, black kid coming in from Houston. And he did this bit and it fucking rocked the room. It just rocked the room. But me being Chris Walk, yeah. I know all Chris Rock's bits. He's, he, it was directly lifted on Chris Rock's first album that most people don't know, like his Born mm, Suspect album. No, but most good stand-up comics almost have a photographic yeah, yeah, memory when it yeah. comes to that shit, and especially was, comics that inspire it, them. It was his bit about, uh, it was his bit about, uh, man, I hate the electric chair. It's my money, you know? I have to pay the electric bill. Can't we just use a stabbing chair, all right? So the dude does this bit word for word. And I was like, I turned to this other comic there. I was like, oh, I think that's... Or he turned to me, because I was like, should I say something? Should I embarrass this kid? It's only open mic. But he's also killing, and the fucking manager's killing. And he he needs to know. Yeah. Right? Not the manager. The kid needs to know. Don't yeah, do you don't do this. And I turned to this other comic, and he goes, isn't that like someone's bit? Like, you know, Eddie Murphy or something? I go, no, it's Chris Rock. In fact, I'm such a Chris Rock fan, I have a hit right on my iPod. Oh shit! <laughs> I went up on stage and I fucking played it. Oh! Right after he went up, I played it. You policed him. I love the it. The went from high five and everybody off stage to fucking disappearing. Oh, you get he ghost. Never showed up again. He oh, never showed up no. again. Didn't well, even see it. But like, I don't know. Like, I would never think. I just I, I would never think to do I was that. Like, God damn! At least put it. If you're gonna steal, put it in your own words. Like I, well, I remember quoting Delirious as a kid when I. I mean, I cause. Yeah, we all But that's different. Bits, that but that but that was when I was a kid. You know that. I mean that that when was. You're what, on stage. It's like never. You're not. I mean, you can't be a although I did I did think that one time because it was a trip. I was, <laughs> I was talking stand up comedy with somebody, and they they asked if if I could still remember the bit from Delirious yeah. and when I was a kid I listened to that shit on my headphones and yeah. my Sony Walkman because I recorded it on my boombox and yeah. my cassette tape because yeah, my dad yeah. wouldn't let me watch yeah. that at once <laughs> so I, I recorded it on my boombox yeah. and, and I would listen 
back and forth, and I still to this day, like straight up, it's still in my head. Like the whole, thing, the whole thing. Like I know the first, I could tell you the first line and go all the yeah. way to the end when he thanks him for letting letting yeah, somebody talk memory, about his day. Like it's that. it's yeah. weird, but um, but at the same time, like I want to do a Halloween thing yeah. one time, yeah, where. I dress in the red leather, yeah, and I just do it as a performance I think bit. Under that, under that, like guys, that like, would be a different thing. That be that's a different. That's a, like an homage. I mean, it's an homage to, to get Eddie. Away as when, Eric Esteban, no, like Eddie Murphy. Murphy you would be like, better be, you better you try. Like no name comic. Yeah, yeah. Like the best comic. In the right. World, yeah. Know? Yeah. This no, I mean, but no, I, 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 I love stand up comedy. Yeah. And I love. Talking to stand up comics because yeah. it the the podcast is a different podcast because I talk to actors yeah. and I talk to you know I talk to directors on the show and I've talked and and talking to stand up comics is different because we just talk about like yeah the shit yeah you know like like you I like I I, I see you like you you travel yeah I see I haven't yet traveled I've been really like just Chicago now okay but really I've not re- I mean I've traveled a little bit with the with the one man show a little yeah. bit yeah. but nothing like like I see on you know yeah. I mean you you you, yeah. you you we lived in Austin you lived in you I lived what, in Detroit I lived in Austin I'm from Kansas City uh yeah it's, how long were you in Kansas City I don't, so I was born and raised there um I guess going back how I got in comedy. Yeah. I was born and raised there. See, I'm a good host. I circle it back. (laughs) Born and raised there. And, you know, like, I said, my dad watched Letterman all that stuff. And I, I, you know, being the only, I was, it was me and my family were like the only kids Uh growing up Asian. You know, yeah, my brother. And my You're sister. Midwest Asian, man. Midwest. You're like a unicorn, bro. We talk about it all like, the time all here. My neighbors are white. There's, a, there's, a, there's hardly any black kids. Like there was like two yeah. black kids. Yeah, you know, maybe Mexican, but and there, there was an enclave of like Asian people, but we, you know, they kind of lived in a different part of town. Sure. Uh, and so we lived where we were, kind of in the burbs, uh, kind of in the poor burbs, and uh, you know, I think. I think it was, you hear this all the time. It's just like, you know, a way to diffuse people making fun of you was to be funny. That was and it. so I was like that. But I was also always the polite, quiet kid too. Sure. And so I had this energy inside that I wanted to get out, but I was always taught to be polite, don't mm. speak up and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, be the submissive Asian kid and just go to school and so by the time I got to my high school years, I started kind of getting just a little rambunctious. I started hanging out with some some really outgoing friends that didn't give a shit, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I started opening up a little more. And just it was just like, man, every time I'd make them laugh, granted, it was always for the wrong reasons. It was always like, <laughs> I was doing my Shane Gillis act. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh, but, you know, they would laugh and make me feel good. I liked it. I was yeah, man. It, yo, it 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 made it ever, it, it, Man, I remember when I was a kid, and I remember because I still had a really high voice, yeah. so I could do this weird. I can't do it at all anymore. But yeah. I used to be able to do this weird thing where I could cry like a baby. <laughs> and it was Did a bit. It sound like a baby. It, it sounded exactly like a baby. When I was a kid, try. I would hear it. Uh, no, I can't. I've, I've, bro, I've tried because I wanted to you try and do it back. as a bit. I wanted to bring that shit back because it killed in fourth grade. Yeah. No, but that was the thing. And 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 like instead of teasing me, they'd be like, "Yo, cry like a baby," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and they'd laugh and laugh and laugh. Yeah. And I was like, "Man, this is 
this is the best way to yeah. subdue these these dudes that want to punch me in the arm to right. for flinching or whatever. Right. I don't like this game, yeah. you know? Well, then, like, girls that never talked to me, it's like, oh, tell me you funny. Tell me you so funny. And I was like, oh, shit, you know? But I didn't know what comedy was. I, uh... No, it was an option for I us. Know, I knew I knew what, like, David Letterman and Johnny Carson was. And then yeah. I remember watching the, the Amazing Jonathan, and I remember watching, there was this one other comic named Bob something where he used to... He used to be a prop act, and he used to be... He used to Bob act, Gallagher? No, no, oh, Bob Gallagher, no, but he, he, he... I forgot what his name is, but he, he would do this act where he was pretending to be a football player, and then he had, like, this fake football player <laughs> pop up behind his back. He had, like... He was so great, but I remember watching him, mm-hmm. and then watching that, and watching Star Search, but I didn't really understand stand-up. Sure. And then my brother, he went to college, and I remember he... Uh, How many brothers do you have? I have one older brother, okay. one younger sister. He went to college and he came back with and I I, I wish I remembered a comic. I want to say it was either uh, it was either uh, Jeff Fo- it wasn't Jeff Foxworth. It was another guy that's I forgot his name, but but he used to play that. I used to go up there and hang out with my brother. Mm-hmm. We drive around. He just listen to it. I laugh my ass off, you know. And then my brother was dating this hot girl, and he he was like, oh, we just came back from the comedy club, and and I saw the tickets. I was like, what's a comedy club? Of course, you know I couldn't go at the time. Right? You know? How old were you? At this time, I was like. Uh, you know, junior, senior year in high school. Okay, yeah. Right? And then, uh, and then my junior year in high school, there was this Korean market. Not, it wasn't a market, it was like a Korean weight place. I okay. Like kind of a black neighborhood. Sure. It was a weight place. And they nice. used to sell these bootleg tapes. And at the time, Martin was on TV. I love Martin. Martin. Oh. Uh, he was everything. Kind. So good, man. Def Jam. All, he was so funny. The TV that we grew up with, man, yeah, is so good. so good. In Living Color yeah. and Martin, you was, you you good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, go ahead. So I went there and I, I was going through and I saw, I saw this bootleg tape of Martin. You're so crazy. Or run, I forgot what it's called. It's his first. Yeah, you so tape. crazy. Yeah, was, I think you so, so crazy. Yeah, I took it and I fucking shoplifted it. And yes, along <laughs> with the Jodeci CD or tape, cassette tapes. Jody you CD, you lived in the hard in the hard neighborhood. Yeah. He shoplifted yeah. both of those people too. I yeah. like, no, no, no. They didn't okay. suspect me. Their eyes were on the black people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck you. So and you I, used I your. Took, it's all good, man. You used your environment. I remember I took Ice Cube. I took uh, I took all these things, but I remember putting in a Martin. I just listened to it. Stand up. Is that the one where, where he talked about where he talked about um, the difference between white dudes and black dudes maybe, smoking weed? Maybe it was one where he talked about going to Michael Jackson's house. Oh man, it just that he was, it so, was so, fu- funny. It's so funny, so it's, funny, so funny. It was so funny, and so I just listened to that thing. And I was like, oh man, I wanna, I wanna tell jokes like whatever. I don't know, I don't even know what format. So then my brother came home one day. He's like, I went to the comic club, whatever, and then. I started exploring what the hell Comedy Club was, and then, because uh, I always knew it was around the art, you know, in downtown, mm-hmm. and so a couple of friends were like, in college, they were just like, you gotta ask this girl out, and I go, alright, what if I don't, and like, I don't know, you gotta do something, and I was like, alright, if I don't, then I'm gonna go to this open mic. And so, knowing I wasn't going to ask the girl out, but it gave me a reason to fail. Like, yeah. Well, I didn't want to do this, but you guys forced me to, and if I sucked, then I sucked. So you didn't want to ask the girl out, but you said I, I want to ask the girl out. But I you knew. put the ultimatum on the open. But you, but you said, you said, you said, uh, but yeah. but if I don't, if I don't ask the girl out, that's yeah. fine. I, I'll do this open mic. Yeah. And so you, you still yeah. put a shit. You yeah. still put some yeah. on you. But I took the pressure off by saying, well, fine. If I 
if I'm not funny, then I can say, well, I didn't want to do it. It's just because I'm honoring my bet. So I went, Oh, okay, okay, yeah, and okay. And I went and did it in college. And this was back like, this is when I started. This is how old I am, 98. Bro, I graduated in 96, so. Oh, did you? I graduated college in 96. So oh, really? Okay. We're around the same age, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 98, went with all my friends. And for some reason, I had a, my roommate was friends with a lot of Kansas City, a couple of Kansas City Chiefs football players, all right? For some reason, it was weird. That's fucking random, yeah, but awesome. It was weird, but he was awesome. So he brought, so all my friends go, and he brought like like three starters for the Chiefs players. Yes. To this club in Kansas City. And I was like, who the fuck's this Tony Venn kid coming up with some Chiefs players? <laughs> On a Sunday night to do three minutes. And I remember that fucking weekend, I was writing jokes left and right. I was like, what should I do? Should I stand on the table? Like, because I love Dumb and Dumber too. Should I be like Jim Carrey? And at the end of the day, I was just like, you know, I just write these stupid Asian jokes. Because that's what got me, you know, laughs. Sure, sure, sure. And it was just stupid jokes. I remember my first joke was like, my family is like poor white trash. Uh, uh, In our front yard, we had a... We had a rickshaw up on blocks. <laughs> the engine didn't work because my dad didn't feel like running anymore. It killed. <laughs> so I went up there. I, it I killed. killed. My, my other joke was like, oh, my other joke was like, oh, I just came back out of jail. I looked like a kid. I said, like, oh, I just got out of jail. I got raped in jail. Just last time I played Monopoly with my family. You know, it was just stupid jokes like that. And so. <laughs> so I go first night. I, of course, I you know no one else has. No one else has people in the crowd. It's an open mic. Right. I brought 15 people. Three of them were cheese players and their wives. Right. Hot wives. Right. And everyone's like, who the fuck is going to? He brought the audience or whatever, you know? And they're laughing hard. And this was a contest, you know? Right. Oh, Tony, you're hilarious. You won a contest. Come back the next week, you know? Great. Nice. Oh, I'm fucking... I'm gold. I'm, I'm fucking. I'm, I'm natural. I'm a natural. I'm a natural. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah. Come back the next week. I didn't have anybody. No one's gonna come see me. Tonight. Right. Where's your friends at? I don't know. Well, where are the cheese players? Oh, uh, they weren't really my friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go put your name on the list. <laughs> you got two minutes. <laughs> I mean, I quit, and then I bomb because they're not. No one's laughing at those jokes. But oh man. I got hooked. I got hooked. And from no, there, it's still, you, you still get hooked, man. You still it. get hooked. Yeah, I started doing it. And then well, I, then you want to get good at it. When I you do when you, when you do bomb, you just yeah. want to be better. I just wanted to figure it out. Yeah. And you get addicted to laughs. It's yeah. Like, wow, oh, the, the laughs. People are listening to me, and then it's like you see, you see the veterans in that scene, you know, and they're all good. And it's, it's funny, like, it's funny because I moved to three different places. Even moving back to Kansas City, one time. Mm-hmm. So technically four places. And when you're you're not famous, right? Right. Basically, you got to start at the bottom again. Yeah. And you, you can quickly hop over the other people when people are like, oh, he's experienced. Right. But you start at the bottom. And it's just like, you, you go to every scene and you just see the same, the same people, just different faces, the same characters. You got right. Your, you got your, uh, you know, your zany comedian, your weird one, your hipster you're a Bill Hicks wannabe, you know, smoking yeah. a cigarette, just angry. You know, you're you're the guy like you never writes was so fucking funny on stage. You're like, this motherfucker with his fucking talent, fuck that dude, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, you're the guy that's just like solid and just funny no matter what he does. You just got on it and you're just different ones. And of course I come to LA and it's just like 
it's all those. But you multiply it, yeah, yeah. And Burbank has theirs. Pasadena has theirs. <laughs> yeah, Chicago exactly. has theirs. Orange County has theirs. And, and then every now and then they all come together for the comedy store open. You know, it's, it's like, right. and it's like, so then going back to whatever, it's like, of course material is going to, yeah, it's going to, especially it's, nowadays, there's more comics than ever. More people just talk on podcasts and that mm-hmm. becomes material. And that'll it's overlap. Just, it's like we're, we're only humans. We're only, we all do the same thing. And that's so, part of it anyway. Stand-up yeah. is sharing the human experience, yeah. right? Yeah, so it has we, to share. And so then now if you're – before, you are the unique guy talking about pot to an audience. But now – Five people from those audience members are now comics, too. Yeah. Now they have their own pot story. So it's like, okay, what's stealing now? I don't know. If, well, well I mean, just in the way that we were inspired when you were listening to yeah. You So Crazy and I was listening to Delirious. Yeah. You know, there yeah. are people now listening to Coming In Hot from yeah. Joe, and they're like, man, I want to do this yeah. shit. You know, yeah. just... And, and, and then now there's countless ones because you got them on Netflix yeah. and they're all streaming. You can watch all them on, streaming. you know. Just, so it's a, it's a different, it's a different thing, thing, man. It's Everybody wants thing. to do it now. And it's and, great, but and, it's, and it's, it's also, also a little bit crazy. It's, a, it's also tough, too, because back in the day, it's like, at least in my scene and mm-hmm. the other scenes I've been to, comedy was just that community, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you couldn't, unless you had a videotape or a cassette tape, you didn't know too much about outside. You heard about some bigger name comics, but unless they came on tour, then but you didn't know about scenes. Mm-hmm. You just knew your scene, and it was tough to break through that scene. And they basically there's probably like five other guys like you, but you got they withered those guys out, or those guys just didn't want to you know keep up with it. Sure. And you kind of made it through. Now you're that you're that character in that scene, right? Right. Uh, nowadays though, and but you had to you had to work. Nowadays it feels like. Even a homeless person comes on, does, doesn't even do a joke. He just signs up, gets on stage. Suddenly he's, I'm a comic. I'm a comic. And that's why you get so many crazy people writing so much shit nowadays because it's like. I can't even go to open mics anymore, talks, man, because there's you know? so many crazy folks just yeah, trying to do stupid so shit. People that just, just, just want to use the microphone. But, I mean, that's, that's kind of what social media has done, right? Yeah. It's kind of given us all a microphone. It and is. some people... They take that and... But, you know, at the same time, there are people that probably would have never done it otherwise that are gifted that hopped over. Yeah, you know, that, that's the thing. It, like, it, well, even in your case, you're an actor doing a thing. You had a funny thing. Someone saw you. It's like, hey, you headlined a show and you brought it over. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, man, is like, I've always wanted to do this. Part of it almost was like acting, like doing acting and 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 doing plays and improv yeah. and all that shit and like taking yeah. those classes and, and even just auditioning for plays and yeah. all this shit, right? Yeah. All of it was to avoid because I was afraid to do stand up. There's a lot of people that that are afraid to do stand-up. I, I can easily and fully admit yeah. that now, especially having come full circle and yeah. done a show in my, yeah. you know, planned and produced a, a stand-up yeah. show in my home own hometown and, you know, you got all these fucking heavy hitters on yeah. the lineup and they all want to do the show with me and I'm the headline. Yo, I, yeah. I, I've, like, come full circle. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's a weird, some weird thing. That, some people need to push and they, they almost find all these other avenues to finally get them there. Other people are like think they can do it. They go straight there. They do it. They're like, no, this is not for me. Then you never see them again. You well, know? I think that's part of it. you know, like stand up. The true 
like the ones that yeah. are gonna be in it for the one like yeah. the ones who want to really do it then they're not trying to just yeah like is this a way to get famous or is this a way to do this yeah. or is this you know it, it, when when it's when it's really it just you really just want to make people laugh yeah. I think it's it, it finds you eventually yeah. no matter yeah. what I uh back in because I I did comedy you know I did it and then you know my parents and everything was pressuring me and, and I was I was finishing up my degree mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like you know I need to get some experience work experience so at least I have that as a safety net man so I kind Asian of, American yeah, safety Asian American. net <laughs> so I kind of started and plus. When I went to college, it was far from the closest open mic. There weren't open mics at bars and everything, mm-hmm. you know. And so I kind of, comedy kind of dropped off for me uh, as I kind of did all that. And and I also got a weird case of stage fright all of a sudden one time. But I picked it back up in 2003. Okay. And uh, Sometimes we need a break, man. Yeah. You just never know. And I remember I did two, started in 2003, and then I went to New York one time after that movie Comedian. What kind of got me back into it, I don't know if you ever watched, uh, there's a Jerry Seinfeld documentary called Comedian. Mm, no, I haven't it's seen it. It's on Netflix. Now. Okay, oh, it is, okay, I'll, I'll watch Every it. Every comic should watch it. It's after he stopped his show, mm-hmm. he uh, he started doing comedy again. He mm-hmm. started uh, building a whole new set. He he did one big hour that was on HBO where he retired all his material, mm-hmm. and he started over again. And it's basically a documentary that followed him around from clubs to clubs. It's where Orny Adams, I don't know if you heard his name. He's a comic out here, but he okay. got started. But it's very inspiring. Sure, sure, of course, yeah. You know, and, and well, it's also one of those things where yeah. even after you've made it to the top, yeah. you still... Yeah. You see him bomb, you see him trying yeah. to struggle. Uh, what sucks is on the on Netflix, you can't hear the commentary because on the DVD, you hear commentary with him and Colin Quinn. And Colin Quinn... Is like this Yoda of comedy, and yeah, a lot dude. of great insight on a commentary. So if you can, if you guys can watch the young comics, if you can get the DVD, go the go commentary. to the DVD store and yeah. just go ahead and buy, buy it. Buy a buy a DVD, DVD. For like ten bucks now, and then nice. have it be on your shelf and yeah. showcase it, and then you could yeah. be like really cool hipster yeah. comic. So I watched that, and that got me into stand up again. Sure. And I started writing and all this stuff, but I still had stage fright. I was afraid to perform. And I can't remember it was two thousand three or two thousand six. I went up to New York for work. And it was like one of the biggest blizzards in mm-hmm. New York. Uh, and Colin Cohen was performing at Caroline's, you know, during this blizzard storm. And I was like, all right, I'm going to buy a ticket. I want to see him. And because it was so cold, there's only like 20 people in the audience. Sure, sure. And he performed. I've never been a big fan of his stand-up, but there's a lot of wisdom there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Especially because, I, and I had the DVD with him, you know, with me. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah, and so after the show, Show's done. He he was standing with his like agents and his I don't know who else. There was like five other people with him and putting on his coat. And I I come up to him and I go, I go, Mr. Quinn. I'm a big fan, especially all the things you said. I'm a young comic, you know. Uh, and I, I watched his DVD a million times with the commentary because I want to hear it. And he's like, Oh, that's great. Hold on a second. Hold. On. And he and he he told all those five people to wait. Uh-huh. And he took his coat off and he pulls me into this booth. And just sit there and talk comedy. It seemed like he talked to me for an hour. Probably, in reality, probably like five minutes, right? And he goes, uh, this, is, this is what I took away. He goes, he goes, in comedy, you just remember the three T's, okay? Uh, there's talent, timing, and tenacity, okay? He goes, talent... You can fake that. 
tons of people fake that shit. All right? You can fake it. <laughs> timing is something you have to learn, you know, mm-hmm. over your career. No, timing is, a, yeah. timing is the most, almost the most yeah. essential thing because but, yeah. you could have a joke yeah. that kills and if you yeah. tell it at the wrong time. Right. Exactly. And he said, he said timing, you can learn that. Yeah. But tenacity is what will make a comedian. Because this business will break you over and over again, and over if you and have over, and you keep going, then you'll be all right. So and because, see, yeah, you know, for me, that tenacity came even before I got here. Yeah, right. Yeah, because life. I, well, no, audition after audition, audition after yeah. audition. Yeah, you know the, all the the rejection of yeah. of acting is the same as the rejection for comedy. Exactly. The only yeah. difference was here's the difference, right? So. Here's me like coming up. Oh wow, I can do this. I'm good stand up. I can do this. Okay, let me start submitting to these things. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm I'm an actor. When you yeah. submit, you get selected and you go and you you know, and like nobody was hitting me back and it was like, oh man. That's the tough part about it's, acting. It's, it's like, but, but 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 no. But I'm talking about stand up. Yeah. So that weird like, same how you said starting at zero. Yeah. It was still that same. Yeah. Starting at zero yeah. when I did stand up, like you still start, like but because like you said with the experience, I was able to maybe like Frog jump over a few, yeah. a few people, but yeah. but at the same time it was still that same. Still gotta work at it. You still gotta work no yeah. matter what. You still gotta grind. You still yeah. gotta fucking podcast. You still yeah. gotta do everything that everybody else does because if you don't, yeah, exactly. Somebody else is gonna do more than you. So yeah, so he wrote three T's, and I remember I handed him the DVD, and he goes, he writes, see you on stage soon, kid, you know? And it was so cool, and he put on his coat, and he walked up the stairs, up into the snow. I remember, opened the door, walked into the snow drift, and I remember, and I go, wait a second, I have my three pages of (laughs) 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 And this is when he was doing Tough Crowd, this show that he had. I ran up the fucking stairs and he's getting he's about to get in a limo and I go I go Mr. Quinn Mr. Quinn he goes I go I got these jokes do you mind reading he goes he looks at me he goes and I put my business card on there such a douchey thing he goes he goes you you wrote out your act <laughs> you write out your act I go I go yeah he goes just 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 go memorize it and go perform you know and he goes, well, sure, I'll take a look. And I, I, in my head, I just picture him, the limo, pull, me turning the corner, and then the limo pulls off, and he just throws it out the window. <laughs> and some, ho- some homeless, some homeless dude picked it up, and now he's he's some professional, my, he's a professional kind no. of doing my jokes somewhere. No, and no that homeless goes, dude yeah. is now Bobby Lee. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but in my head, I said, but the funny thing, so he wrote that thing. I let my friend borrow that DVD. He went on a plane. He he left it in a, you know, my my DVD was a sign. You know, see on stage, kid. He left it on the uh, on the plane, right? Uh-huh. And then I was like, fuck. So then I was back in Kansas City, and like a few years later, Colin Quinn was coming back around. He was performing, uh-huh. headlining. And I, I go to the manager and go, please, you got to let me feature. You got to let me open something, whatever. Yeah. He goes, I'll let you host it. You know? I was like, awesome. Thank you. So I went out and bought another DVD. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have him sign the same thing. And so I go host it. Of course, you know, when you're hosting at a club, sometimes the headliner doesn't come in until, like, mid-show. Because you don't want to sit there from the beginning. Right, watch right. your shitty act. So I didn't see him before the show. I didn't see him before the show. You know? 
I went off stage and like it was one of those things where like the green room doors closing it was a big thing I didn't want to bother him so mm-hmm. after I got off stage the sh- then he he came up and did the show whatever and then he came off stage and I just sat there and I was waiting is that me or you that's me I'm sorry no don't worry about it I was I was waiting uh, for for him to come out of the green room and uh, and uh, I had my DVD ready and and uh, I was waiting for him because he was in the, in the green room with the door closed and there was like a couple of like really hot girls who knows hot girls and the manager and finally it opens uh-huh. and I go hey can I go see whatever and he goes like, yeah the manager was like yeah go ahead I come in there and he just he just plastered he was like you know he drank like Jameson or whatever and I go I go hey, hey, hey Mr. Quinn and he goes who, who are you? And I go, I hosted the show tonight. I go, no. Oh, come on, come on. You know. And there's these two hot girls sitting there. And I go, hey, I don't know if you remember, but I met you like at Caroline's a couple of years ago. And you told me about the three T's, you know. And and, and I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm faking the talent right now. But I'm, I'm getting my timing together. Right. But I've been, you know, having every door slammed, but I'm still going. So I got to the Nassau down, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. living there. He goes, He's drunk. He goes, three T's. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I go, I go, oh, never mind. I go, can you? I lost my DVD. You signed it for. Can you sign it again? He goes, sure. And he grabbed a sharpie. He was drunk, and he just, you know, before it's like, see you on stage, kid. It was all new. It's such a New York like thing. This time, he just, he like, he just scribbled a line and kind of went off the paper onto the top of the DVD and cut off <laughs> as he was passing out, and he handed it back to me, and I was just like. The show business, man. One minute you're here, one minute you're over here. You know your idols are here, your idols are over there. It's just like that's how it goes. It was okay. great, but I now know. I'm just like it was so great, you know, to see both sides of that. You know? See, see, but that's what happens when you 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 have Tony Vin come to Crazy Funny Asians and tell <laughs> stories. You can mic drop because I don't know how to top <laughs> Colin Quinn. Oh, man. yo. Thank you guys for listening. And this has been Tony, Ben, and Eric Esteban Miscellaneous Brown on Crazy Funny Asians. Look this dude up. See him and support Asian American live stand-up comedy. Come see us on stage whenever yeah. we're out. And you're going to be on Miscellaneous Brown soon enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, you're going to be on. All right. Let me yeah. Win. You I just tell me. You can even rap. You don't have to sing a, a karaoke song. You can rap. Right. I'll do you whatever. don't have to. You do whatever. I'll, I'll do whatever, man. Tell them where they can find you on the, on the socials. Uh, social. If, on Instagram, I'm on there more than Facebook. Instagram, I'm Tony Vinstagram. V-I-N-H. Uh, a gram. Uh, and then on Facebook, just look me up, Tony Vin. And then... Uh, or just go to my website, TonyVin.com, V-I-N-H. There you go. Um, and I got some shows coming up in L.A. too. You'll have some shows coming up in yeah. in Glendale with yeah. Miscellaneous Brown. There we go. There you go, brother. Thanks, thanks for having me. And everyone listening right now, Crazy Funny Asians, I appreciate it. You're Crazy Funny Asians. We'll support homie. you, but come out and support us too. That's it. We're a community right now. Peace out. All right, later.